Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. 877-474-3302. Marsha off for the rest of the day. She'll be with us next Saturday. Uh, I have an interesting interview now. Uh, out by Harper Books by William Powers is a book called Hamlet's Blackberry. It's a practical uh, philosophy for building a good life in the digital age. Let me welcome to the show William Powers. Did, William, did I get that correct? Yes, that's it. Thank you, Mark. Good to be here. Uh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for being here. So tell us a, a little bit about the book and, and the things that you're saying. I, I, I really believe you're accurate in much of what you're saying. Tell thank us you. about the book. Yeah, the book is um, it's a short book, and it's an attempt to um, kind of solve this conundrum that I think we all find ourselves in. We have these digital devices, computers, and mobiles that we love and that do all this great stuff for us. But as everybody has begun to notice, they've started to kind of encroach into every corner of our lives. At home, at the office, we toggle between all these digital tasks without sort of returning our minds to the world around us. Um, And inside our heads, we feel, I think, increasingly crowded in our thoughts because there's just so much information coming at us all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I try and do is unknot this problem and offer some solutions so that people can get the most out of these devices but also have a little bit more balance than we currently have. So basically, we're not slaves to the screen. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I, and I go through this debate a little bit with my wife on a regular basis, you know, because I, I, I can't walk from one room to the next without my either my smartphone or my iPad or my laptop computer. And, you know, she's of the strong belief that these, are, these devices take you away from interaction. Mm-hmm. And don't allow you to have the old, you know, conver- now, I, I will say, she doesn't use a computer at all, so she's the total other end of the spectrum. Right. Her, her phone actually only makes phone calls, and we'll go <laughs> figure, you know. So, uh, it's one of those interesting things that she believes that, and, and I, you know, I'm somewhere in between. I, you know, I love using my digital devices, I, I'm a, I'm a tech freak, I'm a gadget guy, but I do believe, and Marsha and I debate this all the time, because she often doesn't have the time to t- to pick up the phone. If right. you know, it's difficult for me to even get her on the phone. She, I, I you know, I leave her a message. She texts me back. So, right. where are we heading? Well, I, I think I, I just want to say, I think I was closer to you when I started writing this book. I really was into this stuff, mm-hmm. and kind of the more of it, the better. But the reason I embarked on the book is I started to notice these costs I was paying in my life, and I think you know, if 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 we don't do something about it, I think we're headed. To a world in which we're just always on screen 24-7, which to my mind is not a good life. But I think we're not going to go there because if you look into the past, which I do in the book, every time a powerful new technology comes along, it presents a challenge a lot like this one, and people always figure it out. Eventually, it takes a little while, but people develop strategies, smart, practical strategies, for getting the most out of the devices without letting them take over your life. And that's what I try and offer. In fact, most of the lessons I I offer in the book come from these past historical periods going all the way back to 2,500 years ago. Uh, Interesting. So what kind of studies did you do? How did you compile your information? Well, what I first did in the book is I first set up kind of the conundrum itself, and I talk about the costs that we're paying in business. You know, there are all kinds of estimates about estimates of the billions the economy's losing from distracted workers, mm-hmm. the costs we're paying in schools with kids spending their whole day texting, and the costs we're paying at home just as families, you know, not enough togetherness, real togetherness, as opposed to 
you know, going off to our separate screens. Then in the middle part of the book, I share this pretty extensive research I did about seven different moments in the past when there was basically some version of this same kind of information overload, whether from the alphabet, from Gutenberg's press, from the telegraph in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. At each of those points, I focus on one really smart thinker. I call them the seven philosophers of screens who can share a couple of practical hints to help us live a little better with our digital devices. So, for example, Plato. In Plato's time, it was the alphabet that was making people busier, feeling like there was a lot of information around them. And what they discovered was that if they just put a little bit of distance between themselves and this busy new life of Athens, Greece, mm -hmm. things got better for them. So each period, you know, that's a simple idea from Greece, distance. Then as you move into periods when distance is erased, particularly with the telegraph, you have to come up with new strategies. So I look at different thinkers for that, and I collect these ideas and put it all together into a new approach to digital life. So tell us about some of the other ones that you use, some of the famous thinkers. Right. So another one, uh, another person I focus on is Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was one of the most addicted to connecting people probably in the history of the human race. He was constantly out doing the 18th century equivalent of social networking. Could, <laughs> could not pull himself away from all these groups he was constantly forming and joining, just like we do on Facebook today, really. And he figured out very early in his life, in his 20s, that he was spread too thin. It wasn't getting him anywhere. He had to rein it in and get some control of all this busyness. So he came up with a simple approach. He made a little, uh, he took a little device that he carried around in his pocket an ivory notebook that you could erase at night. And he wrote down 13 positive goals that he would try to achieve that would kind of make his life less busy and less crowded. Mm -hmm. So one of them was rather than talking so much all the time, he would try to achieve a little silence every day, hmm. which is sort of like the equivalent today of turning away from your screen for a half hour maybe. So you're, <laughs> right. so you're not always taking in this information. He kept that little ivory list with him for the rest of his life. And when he looked back on his life in his, eight, in his 80s, probably one of the greatest, you know, most achieving lives ever lived, he attributed all his success to that simple little organizational tool. You know, uh, it would be nice if we could, you know, there's always one, when you're married, there's always a one of the spouses that wants to talk more than the other. Right. So, <laughs> and, and I did see, uh, I saw a very funny play for anybody across the country or across the world that actually can see this. It's called, uh, uh, oh gosh, the cave, um, uh, Defending the Caveman. And oh, so, I've heard of that. Have you yeah. heard it? Uh, yeah. it's, it's a hysterical thing, and he contends that the average male has 200 words a day, and the average female has between two and 3,000. You know, and it, my marriage is roughly like that, actually. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I actually said that to, to my wife the other day. She was sitting with my niece in the house, and they were talking. And, and I left the room, and you know, four hours later, I came back, and they're still talking. <laughs> and I said, "Listen, folks, I got nothing here to say because right. I used my two hundred words up about four hours ago." I love it. So how do you, you know how do you get that moment of silence you're talking about? Right. Well, you know, it can be challenging, particularly with these devices are everywhere now and we take them everywhere so how do you get away from them i'll tell mm -hmm. you another tip that's related to this if you want to hear one more which yeah, i please. picked which i picked up from henry david thoreau now he was of course a 19th century philosopher famous for supposedly running away from civilization to his little cabin at walden pond right in fact thoreau didn't run away he was just a short walk from the town of concord where he grew up he had an active social life in that little cabin. He entertained as many as 30 people while he was living there at a time. Um, 
But what he did do is he tried to he went there to try and bring a little more balance into his life, so he wasn't always buzzing around town like a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. So he had some moments of silence. So what I do with Thoreau is I come up with this idea for today of what I call Walden zones, where we could have in our houses or in our apartments a room or a space that we set aside where no screens are used. So, for example, you said you like to carry your laptop or your mobile around from room to room in the house. What if there were a room where when you walk in there's a little box or a shelf where you have to turn it off and leave it because that's the no-screens room? Are there programs like a 10-step or 12-step program for that? You know, there could be. In the book, I try not to get into too much prescription because I think everybody's life is different. Right. So I don't want to tell people, here's how you have to do it. And frankly, different people have different tolerances for connectedness. But throwing out that basic principle, what about a zone that's less connected in the house? It sounds very simple. I think it could be simple if you just try it. We have a thing in my family where we disconnect on the weekends. Ah. We turn off the household modem. We're off the Internet from Friday night to Monday morning, and it has. we've been doing it for four years now. It works wonderful. Wow. Yeah. And, the, and you have children, obviously. I have one child who's 12. He was uh, about nine when we started. We're into our fourth year of it now. And we all had a horrible time in the beginning, total withdrawal on the weekend. I bet. We couldn't believe how hard it was. But after about two months, we not only got used to it, we call it the Internet Sabbath. We not only got used to it, we actually came to look forward to it, and it became, by this time now, I can tell you it's really effortless. For example, I'm talking to you on a Saturday. Right. We are off the Internet. I'm talking to you on a regular old telephone. We are off the Internet, and I'm kind of having a couple days of, frankly, liberation from the inbox. You know, I think, as you say, I think if you get beyond it, I mean, you, you get yeah. your initial shock out of your system, I think that probably is a great idea. My assistant just moved into a new house, and she's been in about two months, and she has not hooked up her television. And I said, what, are you crazy? Right. I mean, you know, how do you not have a television in your house? Right. She goes, no, you know what? We actually, at night, the kids read. You know, they, 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 she can, they can listen to their iPod so they can listen to music and such. Right. But she doesn't turn the TV on. And, you know, to the rest of the, of the world, how can you not, how can you be in a house without a television set? Now, do you also, you watch no television, you do nothing, right? No, no, no. We only turn off the digital, the, the, the web stuff. The inbox is gone and the internet's gone, but we actually have television as a togetherness activity in our house. Oh, okay. So we will gather for a show. We're not television addicts, but we kept that. And I find it's actually a nice change from the digital screen, which is so interactive and addictive. Mm-hmm. So we kept television. So it's not a total, you know, we, we, we're not off the grid as you were completely, as it were completely. It really works. For me, the analogy is um, I have a little problem with sugar. <laughs> you know, when I have a candy bar, I then have to have like two more. Yeah, I hear you. And it's kind of like if you if if I go for a couple days without sugar, it's actually easier to stay away from it. And it's the same thing with the digital stuff. Those two days off a week make the rest of the week less kind of hectic, and I'm less constantly checking my screen, even during the week when I am using the screen a lot. But right. it's just not as kind of crazy a habit. Isn't that wild? Now, can you stay with us? Because I want to talk some more. I want to hear some more about uh, the the famous people in history that you found. And also want to get your take kind of on Twitter. You know, what do you think of Twitter? Because Marsh and I debate this endlessly. Is it good? Is it bad? You know, who cares what I have to say? So, William, stay with us. We're going to be right back. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in Internet time. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. Well, they've done it again with the SSD Now V-Series Drive. If you truly want to enhance your system without breaking the bank, then you have to check this out. The V stands for value. This drive is available as a standalone unit or with their desktop or notebook bundle kit. The bundle kit even includes a Cronus True Image cloning software. SSDs use less power and have no moving parts. When using a notebook, less power means the difference between finishing a movie on an airplane before the battery dies. With no moving parts, an SSD is more durable to drops and shock. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing life into an old system. When I choose memory or drives for my own computer, I always choose Kingston. Kingston has it all, quality, performance, and price. Go to kingston.com for more information. Install them in your computer. I promise you're going to love them. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you'd just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Do you think that reading a tech book would be just as hard? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn just about any subject in the universe. They have books like Laptops for Dummies, or Flipping Houses for Dummies, or even, you know, eBay for Dummies. The best thing about Dummies books is they're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. I've personally used many Dummies books, and everyone in the Dummies series is truly a learning adventure. What are you waiting for? Get off the couch. Run over to your computer and go to your favorite bookstore and get a For Dummies book today. Visit Dummies.com where you can find over a thousand topics to choose from. There's a Dummies book for you and every member of your family. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. I know you're going to love them. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. VinVillage members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me. Create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to VinVillage.com. That's www.VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. And we're talking to William Power, who has, um, Powers, rather, who's written the book Hamlet's Blackberry, a practical uh, philosophy for building a good life in the digital age. That's a lot of words. <laughs> Can I tweet that? Will that all fit into a tweet? I've been tweeting it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, is technology good, bad, indifferent for society? So, and I read in one of your studies, it said that you found that workers spent more than a quarter of their day managing distractions, adding up to $900 billion in economic loss in 2009. Yes, that's, uh, that's according to a reputable research firm out of New York called Basex. 
and they've been studying this year by year, and of course the number keeps rising because we keep adding gadgets and distractions. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, Mark, um, the, the, the part of the business world that is leading the way in looking for solutions to this is the tech sector, the very people who gave us these devices because they have the most connected workers of all, and they're really feeling it in the bottom line. Well, all right, so tell us a few more of your people famous in history because that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, the one that people who have read the book, it's only been out 10 days, but people who seem to focus on one in particular, which is Seneca, the Roman philosopher. Mm-hmm. And Seneca was one of the busiest people in all of ancient Rome. For a while, he was the assistant to the boy emperor Nero. And Nero was so young at the time, Seneca was basically the emperor. So he was really running the Roman Empire for about five years. And he found that he was so busy in this new world of written language. You know, Rome was the first great empire to make use of alphabetic language, bureaucracy, documents. They had a massive mail system, so the mail was arriving all the time. In fact, people were kind of addicted to checking the mail in ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, he found that he had to figure out strategies for getting a little space away from all this crazy Roman connectedness. <laughs> and he, he did this thing. He did this little trick where he would go into a room in the middle of the city, where right outside the window there was all kind of noise and people selling sausages and people working out in the gym next door grunting, and he would turn it, he, he used his mind to turn it all into white noise, and then he would focus on one task on the desk in front of him, and the example he gives, he decided to write a letter to just one person, and focus on that one task for, say, a half an hour, and turn everything else into white noise, and he writes incredibly eloquently about how useful it is to choose one task and stick with it for a little while, hmm. which is something I think we all could use today, a little advice we could use. So do you, before I get to the Twitter, do you now, are you still carrying a smartphone? Do you use a, an iPad during the week, even though you have your hiatus on the weekends? You know, I've never had a true smartphone. I have a phone that does kind of primitive email, but I don't really use it for that. It does text, and I do text, but I'm not a texting addict. Mm-hmm. And, we, and in my family, we all have basically that same kind of phone, sort of just a pre-smartphone phone. Right. We are allowed to use those on the weekend, but we really, we're not crazy about it. Um, those have always been under control. The thing that we were really addicted to was our respective computer screens. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? All right, yeah. so let's let's talk a little bit about Twitter. Now, yeah. I, I'm looking the top ten Twitter ten Twitter tw- easy for me to say Twitter trends this week were number one World Cup makes sense. Uh, Mick Jagger because he was at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Potter don't know why. Uh, last Bender uh, the Last Airbender the movie that got terrible reviews. Paul the Psychic Octopus, a German so- octopus that successfully predicted the results of the German team matches. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, famous world soccer player for Portugal. Right. UFC, which is the uh, ultimate fighting championship. LeBron James, surprisingly, was only eighth last week. Uh, Frida Kahlo, who was a, let's see, a Mexican painter. painter yeah. uh, and also Lizzie McGuire, the movie on the Disney Channel. Mm. Okay. Marsh and I go endlessly back and forth, like, who cares what I have to say in 30 seconds or less? You know, where do you come down on the Twitter thing? You know, I have to say, I've, I've only been on Twitter a little while because I started doing it related to the book to try and spread the word. I kind of feel like I need to go where people are most connected because they need to hear my message. Right. So I got a Twitter account, and my name on there is Hamlet's BB, like Hamlet's Blackberry. Right. And um, I started tweeting, and I have found it incredibly fun. 
I love the discipline of 140 characters. You right. know, how as a writer, you have to be so efficient with mm-hmm. your with your words and sure. your letters, and I like all that. I do find, though, in the people I follow, that sometimes I'll start following someone, and it turns out they tweet like every four minutes. Yes. About everything they're doing, you know. I just got into the car, putting my seatbelt <laughs> right. on. You know? Yeah, exactly. And those people I tend to delete. I start unfollowing them because I'm not interested in someone tweeting that often. You right. know, and and I have a personal philosophy, which I say on my Twitter page, which is one tweet per day, Monday through Friday. That's all I do. Oh yeah, you're not you're not going to fall into the uh, to the right group then if you're only tweeting once a day. But my philosophy is, if I do it that way, my tweet's going to be really good. <laughs> exactly, it's got to be very very important. Yeah. I tell you, this is this is really fascinating and great stuff. Uh, before I let you go, tell us where we can buy the book. So the book is in bookstores everywhere as of last week, and um, on Amazon and so forth as well, at Barnes and Noble, all those places. And uh, it's a short read. I think it's a very useful read, and you get a taste of history, which a lot of people these days seem to enjoy. So I hope people give it a try. Yeah, and I think it, I think it is fascinating, and I like the fact that you've related it back to uh, to Henry David Thoreau or or the other people that you did, because it is interesting to see how that relates to where we got to where we are today. It also makes you feel a little less alone. You know, we've basically we've been here before, and we we're going to be fine. And uh, give us your uh, again your Twitter page, and do you have a home page? Yeah, my home page is easy. It's uh, williampowers.com, dot com, one word www.williampowers.com. And my Twitter uh, name is Hamlet's BB, H-A-M-L-E-T-S-B-B. And I'll give it again. It's Hamlet's Blackberry, a practical ph- philosophy for building a good life in the digital age from Harper Publishing. Uh, $24.99, did I do that right? Yeah, although it's a lot cheaper in, online. And the more important question, is there going to be an e-version of that? There is. In fact, okay. there is already an e-version, and I'm delighted. As I said, I want this message to get to the most connected people of all. So the idea is to download the book on your ebook, read it, and then shut the device off. Shut the device off and think about it. Think about it. That's the whole point of reading, isn't it? It certainly is. And I, William, thank you so much for being with us. That's William Powers. Uh, great idea for a book, and I look forward to finishing. Uh, I have the book, and I'm looking forward to uh, finishing and reading it. Mark, it was delightful. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, good stuff. I mean, you know, I have to say that, that this this is this endless debate that goes on. Do you use your technology devices too much i mean i sit at a laker game and i'm texting and i'm you know i'm on the internet and a a play happens i go so when was the last time in nba history that that happened and half the time while i'm typing on my phone i'm missing the play that's going on next so it makes it a little bit more difficult to uh to do that stuff but uh good stuff ahead so i recommend you take a look at his book that's kind of fun next week we're going to be talking i believe to the um, people that created the game that i've talked about numerous times on the show alan wake which i think is just a brilliant game made for the Xbox 360. And we're also going to be finding out about the new Xbox. They just developed the brand new Xbox, which is slimmer, looks nicer. Kind of, If you're a gamer, it matches your components. It's a, a slick, black-looking color. Uh, it seems to be quicker, and, and it's quieter. The Xbox, one of the drags on the Xbox was that it was noisy. And the Xbox was noisy compared to the PlayStation or to the Wii. Uh, this new one looks good, and it's got a bigger hard drive. It's a 250-gigabyte hard drive. 
So we're going to probably talk to the folks that uh, created that as well and maybe get some information on Connect, which is the device, the system that's going to be coming out for the Xbox that uses no controllers whatsoever. I had a chance at the Electronic Entertainment Show last month to actually use it. And I have to tell you, it's a lot of fun. It's Wii without the controller. So you're moving your arms and your legs and your body and you're all over the place. And you don't have to use a controller with that. And, and that's kind of fascinating in gaming. It gives you the opportunity to, to play games without being constrained by sitting in a chair or moving around or having the controller in front of you. So uh, we'll talk about that in the uh, coming weeks. Also, maybe a little bit more next week about uh, eBay, because Marsha, being obviously the world's greatest expert on eBay, we probably don't talk about that often enough. And uh, I know a lot of you out there are selling on eBay, and it's a great place to get rid of your stuff. My wife, just to, again, who doesn't technological said the other day she was had some things we wanted to get rid of and she goes well can't we sell that on ebay went what huh so it's coming up we got lots of good stuff ahead uh and we thank you as always for being with us i know marcia enjoys you being here as uh, i do send us an email during the week if you want to talk to us as always i tell you please do not drink and drive we want you back with us next week great stuff ahead and have a great and safe weekend you're listening to computer and technology radio we are ws radio we're the worldwide leader in internet talk have a great weekend everybody you've been listening to computer and technology radio with your hosts mark cohen and marcia collier produced by brain food radio syndication global food for thought when it comes to purchasing your next digital camera there is only one name you need to remember canon Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn about any subject in the universe. They're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. For Dummies books are at bookstores everywhere or visit dummies.com. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merck, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. 
From mission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio.